Live pigeon shooting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, we've released the pigeons. <laughs> we shouldn't have done this in a Pull. stadium. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> it's going everywhere. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Two Kill a Deli Bird. And guess what? The games have arrived. We are at the big event. This is Two Kill a Deli Bird the uh, Pokemon rewatch anime podcast that takes Pokemon episodes, dissects them a little, has a lot of fun with them, throws in some uh, various comedy parts, tries to compare them to literature, sees how that goes, etc. We love the etc. So I'm Graham. I'm the one that uh, isn't a huge Pokemaniac, but I've been learning a lot along the way. I'm joined by my co-host, Kellen, who is the Pokemaniac. Kellen, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm lovely, oh. and I would say the etc. is arguably probably the best part of the podcast. The, the etc. is really the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The etc. is the onions. The onions are the best part of any dish. It's Don't the layers. Add Don't add. It's the layers. Yeah, like ogres. I just like how the they layers. taste. <laughs> that too. That too. Onions are very versatile. And onions and are an S tier vegetable. Mm-hmm. Welcome agree. back to Two Kill a Deli Bird, the vegetable tier list podcast. <laughs> <laughs> onions are S tier. Does garlic count as a vegetable? Because if so, that's uh, S tier. Does it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've they're never like, thought about it's like that. a seasoning. <laughs> yeah. Celery is S tier. That's a hot celery take. Celery is S tier. That is a hot take. But you celery know what? Celery is delicious. And everyone that doesn't like celery is weak. I've actually recently been a celery convert. I used to think it Good. was like a D-tier vegetable. I do like celery. And I think it adds a nice flavor to dishes too. I, I just like celery on its own. It's crunchy and it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. It is refreshing. It's like a good way to up your hydration. Exactly. Just chop on some celery. You feel pretty good. Delicious. Put some cheese Whiz on it. Uh, well, I don't do that, but yeah, you could. That's the only time I would put cheese whiz on anything. I haven't had cheese whiz in like 15 yeah. years. <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. It's my dad's like go-to cheese, which upsets me. What? Really? Of all the cheeses? Yeah. You never do that? Yeah, he uses cheese whiz for like everything he wow. uses cheese for. You know what? Yeah. Your dad makes fun of me for stuff, and <laughs> he is standing on pretty rocky ground. <laughs> if that's his go-to cheese. <laughs> So that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do a full vegetable tier list at some point. No Someday. One, no one will want to listen to that, though. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it as YouTube. Next time we're, like we're in person. Like carrots are A tier. Next time we're in person, we'll gather up as many vegetables as we can find, and we'll we'll do a YouTube video. Okay, okay. It'll be fun. Cherry tomatoes, S tier. Grape Mm-mm. tomatoes, B tier. Regular. D for both. What? What? I don't like cherry tomatoes. I don't like the little tomatoes. Oh my god, they're so good. They're like a burst of uh, flavor. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't care for the bursting. <laughs> Anti-burst stance. <laughs> I don't like fruit gushers either. I think there's something about the bursting. Oh, so I don't, you don't like, like the bursting. You don't like bursts? Yeah, I guess oh, not. You wouldn't like those uh, salmon roe either in sushi, the ikura. Little salmon eggs that burst when you bite into them. Probably not. Yeah. Welcome back to Two Kill a Deli Bird, where we list <laughs> things that burst. Burst. <laughs> Bubbles. Uh, <laughs> the economy. <laughs> oh, topical. Is it? That's always There's topical. always something going on with the economy. There's always <laughs> some shit with the economy. <laughs> that crazy economy. Oh, groceries. Boo. Oh, boo. Yeah, okay, so you know why I, I led this with saying the games have arrived? We have done it. We've been hyping this up for many weeks. 39 uh, weeks, baby. (laughs) Ash has arrived. 
at the Indigo Plateau. At the Pokemon League itself. Finally. This Holy is shit. The big finale of the uh, Indigo League episodes. And this, but that's gonna... in the finale this episode. No, no. It's the beginning of the end. <laughs> it's we're the, stretching this out over three weeks, part baby. One, final part one, part three. <laughs> uh, we borrowed Attack on Titan naming conventions. Kellen, you, someone commented once about Attack on Titan naming conventions, and uh, you didn't know what that was about, right? No, no, that was just because I changed the naming convention on on the the title for for uh, the movie. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to find the actual name of the last season. It's like the final season, part three, part two, or something. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it has final in the name, and then and then parts, which is like beautiful, kind of uh, misleading. Uh, and I can't find it for some reason now. Speaking of the movie, I kind of wish. That we had originally just done that in one part because then we would have cleaned off the Indigo League in a nice round 40 episodes. And that would have been cool. But uh, whatever. Yes. And you like things oh, well. to be ni- nice and clean. But you've Say paired yourself with a very messy co-host mm-hmm. who's bringing a lot of co-hosts. I mean, a lot of <laughs> chaos co-hosts. Bringing a, a lot, lot of co-hosts. Chaos. Okay, yeah, there's <laughs> there's Attack on Titan Season 4 Part 3 Episode 2. I mean, the episode thing makes sense. But yeah, they, they have a lot of parts for their final season. And it was a big deal when it was going into its final season, and then its final season wasn't its final season, even though it's still my <laughs> final season, which is just Classic. wow, crazy. Oh, man. So the episodes we will be getting into in a bit here, uh, in case you're new to the podcast, we, we do like to have a bit of color to the beginning. It and, regularly uh, takes us a while to get to the actual <laughs> Pokemon. Yes, but we're not stalling. This is really the fun part, you know? This is this us is- catching up after a week. Right, and we're, and we're hopefully injecting into you creativity, humor, art, everything uh, in between. But the episodes we will be getting to eventually are episode 74, All Fired Up, and episode 75, Round One Begin. And these episodes have, like, they have an Olympic Games sort of energy to it. To and me, they, they kick ass. They're, they're good episodes. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It, they, they feel like the Olympics have come to town. You know, Canada's hosting the Olympic Games. Everybody from different countries has showed up. There's a lot of hype around them. It's got that sort of excitement and fervor. And they're great episodes. I mean, it might just be, you know, from all the filler lately, but, you know. It's it's good stuff. It's refreshing to have plot, would you say? Mm-hmm. It is. Mm, this plot is delightful. Yeah. <laughs> steaks. Finally, yes. some good fucking plot. <laughs> well, I, I Did you get thought, that meme? I thought that... Didn't, you didn't get my Drake and Josh meme last week. Did you get that meme? No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what are your references? Gordon Ramsay. Kitchen Nightmares. Delicious. Finally, some good fucking food. Ah, that's that's the Gordon Ramsay line. I think that was a little bit of a stretch. You uncalled. So the the Olympics have come to town. What, how do you feel yeah, about yeah, the Olympics, yeah. Kellen? The Olympics are fine. The Olympics are fine. <laughs> yeah. I need to get more words out of you. I don't, are, I don't watch good, them. Fine, kick ass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't watch the Olympics, so I don't really have an opinion. Right. So you're not that familiar with what kind of events have happened. You know, maybe once or twice. I get they the, got like, thrown away. You get the big the picture. references that are in the episodes, right? But I might have a bit of a treat for you. Okay. Yes. Are we I... top ten Olympic traditions? <laughs> I have done 
some hardcore research, okay? Excellent. I have uh, discussed with a lot of leading experts in the uh, area of athletics and otherwise insiders from the Olympics all over the world. And I mm-hmm. have found that there are quite a few events that were tried and maybe like one, two Olympics uh, and that had incidents or controversy tied to them Uh-oh. and weren't tried ever again. Uh-oh. Now, these are failed Olympic Stinky. events, if you will. Epic fails in the Olympics. I'm going to walk you through the top 10 failed Olympic events throughout the ages. Are you interested in that? I'm so interested. I'm always interested. All right. So number 10. You've heard of hot dog eating contests, but in ancient Greece, they tried a hot dog beating contest where everyone in the Colosseum threw (laughs) hot dogs at each other. (laughs) They called it a waste of food and didn't do it again. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of a waste. A little bit of a waste. It sounds kind of fun, just chucking hot dogs. That's just a food fight. Why does it have to be hot dogs? Why can't it be anything else? Well, they tried hot dogs and it was a tragedy. Idiots. These dogs are so hot. All of them. Which brings us to number nine. So this is also throughout the ages, and we're going to be jumping around different eras a lot. So that was ancient Greece. Let's fast forward to the 1992 Olympics, when in an effort to sell more Game Boys, Nintendo lobbied with the IOC to have a 1v1 Tetris uh, event at the Olympics. Now, the event lacked any athleticism, so the IOC would only allow it on the condition that participants had to run while playing. However, as you would know, Kellen, Game Boys required link cables for PvP, resulting in competitors to effectively be tied to each other. Many people (laughs) were unfortunately injured in the event, and even worse, tens of Game Boys were broken. Oh no! No! No, (laughs) Not not the Game Boys! Boys. (laughs) Was there local play on, on Tetris for Game Boy? I think so. I did not know that. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe they... Uh, if I fucked up my years and it wasn't in the original, then they added it in in the Game Boy Color version. Hmm. Because there was a Either Game Boy way, Color update, that. but that that came in like '99, I would say. So hmm. yeah, they did a lot of like DX versions, and I, mm-hmm. I, DX I guess was deluxe, but they were just yeah. like they were very similar color. in quality. They're just yeah. colors. <laughs> They're just colors. <laughs> what a revolutionary <laughs> what a revolution what the game gear did 10 years earlier it only <laughs> sucked up a million double a's every five minutes <laughs> all right number so, eight number eight dollar in the jar at the 2004 oh olympics in athens they arranged a lord of the rings extended edition marathon <laughs> The IOC approved it because they're normies, and they figured that finishing the trilogy was a challenge. It didn't work because everybody who entered finished it easily and loved it with a standing ovation. (laughs) That seems unrealistic. (laughs) Oh, no, it seems so obvious. (laughs) They all showed up in cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) Number seven. Number seven. Lubed up slip and slide races. Oh, that I would that, that I would watch. That sounds like a blast. That now, sounds y- you amazing. might be wondering why didn't it keep going? That sounds incredible. Well, it was considered too close to the luge, and the luge sled designers union lobbied the IOC to shut it down. They felt threatened because you didn't need sleds. The problem <laughs> was, lubed up slip and slide was so fun that the world actually had to have its collective memory erased, or the event would continue organically. I got this scoop from an old man outside of Tim Hortons, so you know it's true. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's the best credible news source. The old guy outside the Timmy's. <laughs> the old guy outside the Timmy's who's like yelling. <laughs> Whose Facebook profile photo is him in a truck. Right, right. And with those... Uh, yelling about flat earth. Sexual desires to... Tra- uh, for tra- uh, true. I can't say his name. Sexual desires towards Trudeau yeah. stickers. <laughs> <laughs> really uh, expressing their own sexuality in, in mm-hmm. a somewhat violent way. Well, speaking of violence, number six, herding cats. This is where the origins of the phrase came from. Competitors would have to herd cats through a series of hoops. However, in one old incident, this is an ancient times one, the cats rioted and destroyed the stadium. This led to the dark age of Olympics where they were banned for a hundred years. You could have said that the cats were so hard to herd that the first cat herding event is still ongoing today, and I would have believed you. <laughs> That's a good joke, actually. Yeah. I like that. Really really puts a bow on it. <laughs> well, what definitely isn't ongoing today is number five. At the Sydney Olympics in 2000, Budweiser funded a was up competition what's competitors that? had to say was up and the judges voted on the best performance the ioc banned it after one year with the official statement that was cringe bro <laughs> <laughs> i want to hear anybody in a in like a super position of authority and power say that was cringe that was bro. cringe <laughs> that was cringe right especially how how like corporate speak is so uh <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's so verbose, and it's like mm-hmm. they can say a lot without saying anything. Just just cut to the chase. That was cringe. Number four. Four. This competition was called "You Smelt It." Now who dealt it? <laughs> Competitors are blindfolded and put in a crowd of people. One person in the crowd farts, and the competitors had to find and identify the person. I do not know why this one is outlawed. Maybe just nobody wanted to compete. Yeah, probably. Sounds kind of intense. I, I don't even know if people have that ability. Maybe a dog. To fart on command? Uh, no, to detect someone who farts oh. with your nose. Yeah, I don't know if people I have mean, yeah, their I own, guess like, the farting in command is signature kind of an issue. fart sense. <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a, like a farting of fingerprint, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is a wild one. Number three, the cheese toss. The year, 1278, Scotland. Dane Duggan of the Dunshires held a cheese toss where strongmen hurled wheels of cheese as far as they could. The event summoned the Rat King, and the Dunshires were destroyed, and to this day, ran by rats, and moderately successfully at that. The Rat Empire of the Dunshires. The rest of the world, cheese tossing is an international crime. Someone once <laughs> flicked a cheese string by accident and was on Interpol's watch list for a decade. That reminds me, did you know that there is a uh, small village, I believe it's a small village, in, uh, in somewhere in Britain, in England, uh, where there is an annual event where people toss cheese wheels down a hill and then try to beat the cheese down the hill? And try to race it down the hill. I have yeah. heard of this. Yeah. And weirdly enough, I've heard it's actually kind of dangerous. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> It's incredible. Why are we there's doing like... this to cheese? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's an episode of a of a docu series on Netflix that covered it. That's where I heard of it. Yeah, it's like y- you got to be fucking prepared. And Otherwise, that you is, could that seriously is hurt British yourself. as heck, right? Like, yeah, England, Scotland, Wales. Like, no offense, guys, love you, but if somebody is having cheese themed <laughs> competitions, 
It's it's you guys. Like the cheese, <laughs> the cheese can reach up to 110 kilometers per hour. Oh that's my god! That's a fast fucking cheese. Oh my god, that's a cheese ta. What? Cheetah? Cheese ta? Oh. Boo! Boo! That was bad. Which is what everyone said during this next competition. Number two, competitive beard growing. Competitors had to shave at the start of the event, and the first person to grow a beard win. <laughs> it's really hard to tell who won, though, because the judges would get so bored or fall asleep or go for waffles, etc. Ooh, waffles. Waffles, am I right? Ooh. <laughs> they sold so many waffles that year. <laughs> Fuck the beards. I want a waffle. <laughs> and that brings and number us. one. Number one. Well, you've heard of competitive Pokemon. But have you heard of competitive Pokemon watching? Competitors need to <laughs> watch two episodes of Pokemon and make a podcast about it. The <laughs> event is done with teams of two. This event doesn't actually exist yet, but if it ever does in the future, this is the only way that you and I would be able to compete in the Olympics. We're shoo-ins. We are shoo-ins, <laughs> baby. Let's go. What if we still lose? <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We're not Maybe even be the best at the random niche thing that we made up and do semi-competently. <laughs> you think we're semi-competent at this? Yeah. I would say maybe like a quarter. Quarter? Well, quarter competent isn't really a word, is it? Yeah. Well, I, now it is. I made it up. One-eighth competently. <laughs> Let's go. Operate at 20% 100% of the time. All right. Well, that brings us through the Olympics. Let's talk some Pokemon Olympics, shall we? Yeah, let's get into it. So yeah, we're looking at episode 76 today, all fired up, as well as episode 77. Round one, begin! So let's jump into episode 76, all fired up, where we are finally at the Indigo Plateau. It's taken us a long time, 75 episode journey to get here. We are finally at the Pokemon League. Ash is so excited, he screams, makes oh, Toby cry. Crazy. He is freaking the fuck out. Ash is too heated, too excited. The opening ceremony is tomorrow, and he is losing his shit. Mm -hmm. He's very, very confident, mm -hmm. possibly too confident. And they are approaching as they see a bunch of people waiting alongside the road with these little flags. And Ash is like, oh, my God, you're here for me. Oh, my. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> so kind. So thoughtful. They're not there for him. Obviously, no, no one knows no. who the fuck this kid is. Right. They're there for the torch runner. Oh, yes. Olympic ceremony, I mean the Indigo League ceremony, has <laughs> an Olympic tradition where uh, the flame from ancient times, which is supposedly the flame of Moltres, is carried into the stadium. And uh, Ash doesn't know what a Moltres is, so this is a nice device to sort Shocker. of teach the, uh, the viewer. So he brings up the decks. Yeah, and Moltres is one of the legendaries of Generation 1. It is a big firebird. Oh, it's yeah. A bird that is on fire. It's a firebird that's on fire. Yep, that's it. That's Moltres. I, I like that as a song name, <laughs> like a metal song. Firebird fire fire fire. that is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I love Moltres. Moltres is my favorite of the, the Gen 1 birds. Yeah, great design. I, I don't cool. know which one I like best. I, I think the uh, legendary birds are pretty cool looking. They're all very good. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we kind of noted this is a reference to the Olympic torch yeah. that runs yeah, into totally. the Olympics. Did you know that I have actually seen the Olympic torch in person? Wow. No. Oh, oh. yeah. Back in uh, 2010, the Vancouver Olympics. Yeah. The torch came through my 
small town on my birthday. Wow, that is random. It was cool. <laughs> it was pretty neat. I didn't know that. They did like a cross Canada thing with it. Yeah, I guess so. That's very it cool. Came through came through our tiny tiny ass little town and I got to see the Olympic torch. That was a neat day. A cool day. That is a neat day. Wow, yeah. very neat. Wow, you seen the torch but you didn't know about the 1278 cheese toss. No, I did not. That's <laughs> I'm a fake fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> fake fan for fake news. <laughs> <laughs> So Ash wants to catch a Moltres now that he's heard about it, because of course he does. He could tell Ash that that fucking blade of grass next to his foot is a Pokemon, and he'd be like, oh, I'm <laughs> catch it. It's Grassamon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he so, really would. And he doesn't know what the hell is a Pokemon half the time. No, but he also wants to carry the torch, and he's very bullheaded about this. He runs up to the guy that's carrying the torch. He's like, yeah, hey, 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 you, I'll take him over from here. I got, don't worry about it. I got you. I'll take the torch from here. And Jenny's like, hey, what the fuck are you? Yeah, wee-oo, wee-oo, the cops are there. <laughs> They're actually escorting um, the, the whole convoy. And yep. uh, Jenny says, only approved competitors. Uh, you know, Ash says, I am a competitor. And she's like, well, you need, like, explicit approval. <laughs> Brock and Ash are both being like, but Jenny, we know you. And she's like, no, you don't. <laughs> uh, no, no, you don't. <laughs> Yeah, Jenny's like, you're you're causing a, a situation. You could be harmful. And Brock's like, Ash? Harmful? Are you kidding me? Brock is like mean to Ash in this episode. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I guess he is a little bit. <laughs> yeah, only approved competitors can carry this torch. But uh, th- then some old guy with a beard jumps up on the on the van and he's like, Whoa, this we should give Ash a chance. He sees the heart in Ash. And Ash is like, Is that are you Santa Claus? Ash. <laughs> Ash, you've met Santa Claus. Oh my God, you're right. Well, maybe he th- <laughs> that's why he said it. Like, it seemed like a weird thing. And this old man, you know, kind of has like a, what? Why'd you call me Santa Claus? Maybe he was being <laughs> literal. He actually thought that was his old buddy, Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my God, Santa. I haven't seen you in like 40 episodes. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, Santa. Are you Holy still? Crap. Are you still stuck at the uh, hoverboards level of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> <laughs> what? Because I got past it. Oh, him and Santa play video games together. Oh, do this, they? In this canon. I, yeah. I missed that part of the episode. <laughs> Ash and Santa play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the Super Nintendo. That'd be great. <laughs> so this is President Good Show of the League Committee. What an, an uh, on-the-nose last name. Yeah. He's put on a good show from Good Show. He sees the spirit in Ash and lets him take up the torch to the Indigo Plateau. And so Ash is off. He's got the torch. He's in his little running gear as Team Rocket watch from the balloon, of course. They want to steal the flame Ooh. this week. Now, Ash and Pikachu, yeah, they're running. They're in, uh, I mean, Ash is in uh, track clothes. Pikachu's running along. It's great. Crowd's cheering. Knows the importance. Team Rocket's spying. Yeah, they have some nice lines here. The twerp has the torch. Well, that really burns me up. We're going to filch that flame. And so running down the road, Ash and the gang hear something. And a fissure in the ground splits open. And the, all the vehicles following Ash fall into the hole. Oh, my God. Who could this have been? It's a hole. It's Team Rocket. This Ba-ba-ba-ba. is like an S-tier hole. It's a very good hole. Very good hole. <laughs> like, it, it's a level up from the samurai fruit hole of last week. Mm-hmm. We're now in a <laughs> full-on earthquake. And so they get the motto. Nothing, nothing's different. It's just your basic motto. Meowth uh, lands on Ash's face, slashes him up, makes Ash 
kind of throw the uh, the torch into the air. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, he's a regular flamethrower. That's so good. Classic. You killed it, Meowth. Nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> and so Meowth catches it. He gets burned by the torch. He gets he lit it. on fire. What's on fire. <laughs> True. Right. Yes. He, he throws it. Pikachu ball. catches it. Meowth is running around like a... Um, like Wario from the Wario Land games when your pants get caught on fire and you move <laughs> in one direction. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I was just trying to think of a chicken Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> like a Torchic with its head cut off. There you go. <laughs> and I think I've used that joke before, actually. Like a Torchic with its head cut off is pretty funny, though. Yeah, that's sad. Torchic's so cute. Well, so is chicken with a head cut off. So are a <laughs> lot of idioms, <laughs> you know? So yeah, he's running around. He's on fire. Dra- James tries to have Victory Bell extinguish him by like putting Victory Bell over top of it to eliminate all the oxygen. This does not work somehow. It just catches somehow. Victory Bell on fire as well. Uh, Bulbapedia calls this out that uh, this is some cartoon physics that even though Victory Bell is suppressing the oxygen there. So in theory, that it should have worked. I don't know. <laughs> you would think. You'd think. But also, like Victory Bell is a plant. The fire should probably yeah, catch might, it, it might really just not quickly. have worked that well. Either way, Ash decides to help with Squirtle. He's like, ugh, fine. I guess I have to do this. Fine. So he sends out Squirtle. <laughs> I'm going to regret this, but whatever. Got to do the right thing. Water gun extinguishes him. And then, and I don't, well, I don't know why why she did this, but Jesse like grabs Meowth by the legs and just like rips him. Like <laughs> pulls his legs, stretches his legs, really far like that that hurt me viscerally. i didn't notice that why did she do it, that i don't know and it's like you i feel like you could rip me out crotch like that that looked like that looked very painful yeah plus hurting cats is like a sign of a serial killer. yeah so she like she stretches his legs out really violently and then like slams him on the ground i jesse 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 we knew you were the bad guy but good lord but That's just abuse. Is the best. So James launches at the torch. Pikachu throws it, shocks him. Ash grabs at it, and so does Jesse. They both dive it. They grab but it yeah, together. Yeah, so Ash helped them, but they still want the torch. It's well, it's Team Rocket. What else do you expect? Yeah. And so they're they're like fighting over it. Uh, eventually, Meowth comes in and tickles Ash so much that he lets go of the torch, and Jesse's got it. And yeah, when, when the Jesse torch and him are pulling it, uh, Squirtle is like pulling on Jesse's face. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, Meowth tickles Ash. And, well, who can resist a tickling? And so, yeah, they, they take the torch up in the balloon, and the others have finally gotten out of the hole. Took them long enough. When they're leaving Team Rocket, you can't hold a candle to me. And uh, I think it's James who says, fire away, to which Meowth goes, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I like when they compliment each other's puns. <laughs> like, that's what they care about. Like, their schemes are terrible. But as long as they have really good puns, like it's all worth it. The uh, President Good Show is like, oh, don't worry about it. You don't need that flame. And he opens up his jacket pocket <laughs> and he's got this lantern with another flame in. He's like, I always carry a spare. Don't worry about it. What? Like, that was bizarre. He's like, don't worry. I got it. Opens his shirt. Huh? <laughs> he's got a flame in his shirt. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't parse any logic out of this one. You never heard of the old shirt flames? All of the Olympic <laughs> no, leaders have, have them. But uh, meanwhile, the flame on the torch that Team Rocket has is starting to go out, and they're like, "Oh God, how do uh, how do we do this?" Meowth looks underneath, and he's like, "Hey, you just gotta turn up the turn up the power." And so he cranks it, 
and it flames up real hard, and then it extinguishes it. I, they zoomed out onto a long shot of the balloon to show how big this this flame got. I was really hoping there'd be a fun little, just a, a, a simple little gag where when the flame did that, their balloon would rise a little bit because <laughs> it's a hot air balloon. Yeah, like come on, just a That's little obvious. bit of a touch, just. Just yeah. shake the frame a little. <laughs> a little, uh, just a little, little science. Come on. A little science. That's a all we science. need. A little science. We need, we, we haven't had any fucking science in this show. Over 70 episodes. Well, Team Rocket's dreams are up in smoke. And so, so back, back on the, the road. Gang. Yeah, they, they relight the torch with the Good Show's shirt flame and uh, continue. And this is awesome. Because oh, as, Ash, as they're they're lighting the flame, the Pokemon theme song starts up again and he's running and they start into the song and it's not even the, the first verse of the song. It's the second verse that you never hear. The that you never the hear. So it, it, it really made me, I, I thought it was just an alternate version at first. I'm like, oh, this is like familiar, but different. Cool. It's so hype. It's incredibly hype. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, And then we just get like a montage in the background. Oh, the whole gang's pitching in gets to carried in different ways. So, so Ash and then Misty and then Brock actually closes it out. And I got to say, how good does our, our homeboy Brock look in that basketball jersey? <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a basketball jersey when he's running and it suits him. <laughs> I was going to say, this is bullshit. Because at What's the start bullshit? of the episode, the Brock and Misty get to carry the torch. We heard explicitly at the start of the episode, only approved competitors can carry the torch. Yeah, Brock but we and Misty also, aren't we competitors. We also learned that, uh, that Good Show, President Good Show, doesn't give a fuck about the rules. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I know rules are there for a reason, but I'll, I'll break them if you seem like a dope-ass homie. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> his words. <laughs> it's dumb, because Ash is, an, is a competitor, yes, and Good Show approves him. Brock and Misty aren't competing in shit. I don't think it's dumb at all. Good show really showed Whatever. us <laughs> right away that he's nah. good at picking people based on their, you know, intrinsic value or something. He's like, he can <laughs> like peer into their soul. That's what Goodfellow's all about. Whatever. I, I think he'll let anybody take it. That would be funny if after Brock's running, he passes it to just like some guy off the street that they grabbed. <laughs> you, come here! <laughs> yeah, and then like a five-year-old girl, and then like a dog <laughs> is carrying it. <laughs> like, it's just like going through all of these. And then Ash and Misty and Brock like don't feel special anymore and they get really sad. That'd be hilarious. So they're arriving at the stadium. It's it's empty, apparently, but it'll be full in the morning for the opening ceremonies where they'll light the torch. Now, Call me crazy, but I feel You're like crazy. thematically, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like thematically, it would make so much more sense in the world of Pokemon. Maybe the Olympics do this. I don't actually know. But wouldn't you think that the, the opening ceremonies would be timed to the point where the torch gets to the stadium? That's what I thought was happening. But maybe they like used to try that and they found it was so unreliable because it's like hard to time perfectly. So, like, the opening ceremonies kept getting delayed, so then they just, like, changed it. I just feel like it makes the ending of the torch run a very... And it's all wet, a formality, since, since you know, President Goodshow's taking that shirt flame on a on, on an airplane somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking that shirt flame everywhere. Yeah, this is, uh, this was the 90s. It was a lot, a lot more lax. You could, you could smoke take Moltres flame everywhere. Yeah. You could light it with your shirt fire. <laughs> 
they're at the League Village now, which is another Olympics reference, because all the athletes live in the Olympic Village during the Olympics. Um, I'm assuming a lot less um, activities go on in the League Village. Sex and drugs is over your yeah. game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have heard. <laughs> so Gary's here now as well. He got there first, obviously. He's obviously. Gary. Uh, he's still an asshole. I didn't break down still any Still an asshole. Lines. Still got the cheer squad with him. He's drinking tea. Yeah, he, he's not that interesting here. His his pointer just that thinks that Ash sucks ass. It's <laughs> like usual. He's he's telling Ash that he didn't study the competition. That's kind of it. It's like whatever. Yeah. This was basically just like, oh yeah, and Gary. <laughs> that, yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's nighttime. Ash can't sleep. He's he's feeling small. The the that the the rude things that Brock and Gary said to him before are, are keeping him up at night. He's feeling weak, so he needs to go out. He goes into the stadium and he walks out onto the field. Which I'm very surprised this is not locked down at night. But he walks out the onto 90s. the field. Yeah. <laughs> you could Wild do anything. Time. <laughs> He walks out onto the field and he's like, oh my, this is, I'm going to do it. I'm going to win if I, if I apply myself, if I do my best. And uh, President Goodshow is also there up in the stands looking over something. And this is where I noticed a few times in this episode, President Goodshow has this like quirk of rubbing his nose. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, like Santa Claus. <laughs> no, I think he's on coke. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> so this is the Olympics. We have the Olympic, we have the... Pokemon Village orgy location. We have the uh, commissioner who does, uh, you know, fancy expensive drugs. And he goes to talk to Ash about doping. <laughs> he sees I'll Ash give you all of it. Don't tell says, anybody. Don't yeah, tell anybody. You just need a little pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> You've already gone past the P test, right? <laughs> So the next morning, we see uh, the, the opening ceremonies are underway. A big ball opens up, a bunch of pitchy fly out. Uh, and the competitors cool. enter the stadium, having proven, this is a, a quote from the announcer, having proven their worthiness by, give, by winning a minimum of eight gym badges. Hmm. I found that interesting. So I, we never heard you, that it was a minimum of eight gym badges. <laughs> I would. It's like, do you think they cash in eight? But, like, if they had 16, they can compete next year, like, without having to get more badges. <laughs> no, they get two slots. They get a bye week if they have 16. Oh. And they get to pass oh, the like first round. Oh, like, they're seated differently by their badges. Mm-hmm. Maybe the badges that are, like, rated me, by quality. So then you get seated. Sense. Like, you, okay, everyone's got, like, the, the Brock's badge, the pewter or whatever. Like, that shit sucks ass. Like, <laughs> that counts nothing. Oh, but Giovanni's badge. Very mm-hmm. nice badge. Oh, yes. That would make sense, actually. Yeah. And that's an interesting That'd be a cool world mechanic. building yeah, yeah, yeah. potential. So Ash looks very nervous. Gary does not, of course. And the flame runner runs in with the Moltres flame to light the central torch. And at the top of the steps, there's these two uh, very official professional league representatives there to collect the torch and light the flame. And they grab it. And oh my God, it's Steve Rocket. Of course it is. <laughs> And they're uh, dressed in, like, I don't know, Roman robes for yeah. a moment, like in, in emperor robes or something, uh, for, like, two hot seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ash knows what's going on. He runs up there. He's like, stop, don't do this. And they grab the torch, and they reveal themselves a Team Rock. And he's yeah, like, they're like, you, you guys... got to ruin everything. And they're like, we not not everything, but we try to do what we can. <laughs> That's a great I love, line. I love that. And Jesse says, you're getting fired up over an old flame. And so James sends out Weezing 
to smog up the place, and they light the central torch, and then they, they jump into their giant mech. They have a new <laughs> mech machine. They it do. kind of resembles like a metapod, but with legs. Like It looks like a grasshopper. If I that loved makes it. sense. <laughs> I liked it. It was yeah. neat. And we got a nice sentence. If you thought stealing the flame was hot, wait till you see what else we got. Oh, and so they grab the central torch off of its pedestal or wherever it's sitting, and they put it on the back of their mech, and they jump down into the middle of the stadium to uh, collect some Pokemon. This is just cool. I just really like this mech. <laughs> you like this, this mech? This rivals the Kangaskhan mech. It's awesome. It does, actually. It is like a giant robot, and the, the sort of grasshopper jumpiness of it all is, uh, yeah, that's interesting. And so uh, Pikachu tries to Thunderbolt. It does nothing. Team Rocket have definitely learned since their first encounter to reinforce everything they used with rubber, you know? And <laughs> yeah, so, it's all Thunderbolt immune. And so Ash, in his infinite wisdom, sends Bulbasaur against the giant torch Pokemon thing. Oh, it's just so dumb. Come on, Ash. So he tries to Razor Leaf. Team Rocket has the torch, like, just fucking disintegrate. All of the leaves. They're leaves. <laughs> They're leaves. That's a giant flame. Yeah. And they corner Ash with this massive flame. He He's determined. He's like, this This means that there's so much meaning to the league with this flame. I can't just stand down and let them take it. And so Team Rocket are like, okay, we'll fucking kill you then. Yeah, this was drastic for Team Rocket. Mm-hmm. They usually don't result to murdering the kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> you straight up. For all of their intents and purposes, they were murdering Ash. Yeah, <laughs> they, it was they definitely attempted. The flame. <laughs> and so they shoot the torch at him. Yeah, They blast him with the He's fire. He's covered in fire. But neither he nor his Pokemon are getting burned. It's a miracle. And the flames then form into Moltres itself. It's kind of like when Moses went up the mountain and saw the burning bush that wasn't actually burning anything, right, Kellen? Sure. <laughs> Sorry, I was, was just that... trying to get in our weird Bible story comparison. <laughs> is that what the it was the burning bush not actually burning? I don't know that one. Yeah, it was like burning Very forever. Well. Like it didn't oh, like like okay. it, you could like touch it when it hurt. It was like it was like what's going on? And uh it kind of just sounds like a trip. Like you could be like on mushrooms and see something like that. <laughs> so the thing about the Moltres that I I wasn't quite clear on. What was this supposed to actually be a physical Moltres? Or was this a Moltres created, like, out of the fire being from Moltres, so it can create, like, the image of a Moltres? I don't know, but how they showed it, it, it felt spiritual. It, yeah. It did feel it like didn't feel the real. spirit of Moltres is, is in the room. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel Moltres in the room with us right now? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if it forms into Moltres which then slices the mech in half, blowing it up, sending Team Rocket blasting off again, and then the torch lands back in its proper position. Happenstance. Very good stuff. And the Moltres flame flies into the torch, lights it up, and the ceremonies can continue. Ooh. And President Goodshow welcomes the competitors in, and it's time for the competition to start. And the narrator says, Will Ash find he's out of his league? Either no. way, he has to be in it to win it. Oh. And that's the episode. Yeah, I like this episode for kind of setting the scene, bringing us in. The Olympic comparisons are are a really nice sort of flavor to it all. It's the torch-carrying montage to the theme song. That just hyped me up. Hyped me up hard. It's Brock's basketball gear. (laughs) Like, (laughs) 
What a cool look, Brock. Wait, way to go. <laughs> All right, book me. Book, yeah, we're right. This is literary hour where I try to pick a book, plot, something like that that's thematically on the nose. This one is very on the nose, okay? <laughs> I found a book that I have not read, but it sounds amazing, okay? <laughs> it's by uh, Jeremy Fuchs, <laughs> I think you say his last name. F U C H S. I don't want to. Yeah, probably. I don't want to pronounce that the other way. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Fox. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. I'm sure you got that a lot. <laughs> no, that's a compliment. That's that a, compliment. a compliment. That's he fucks, man. Right. The book's called Total Olympics Every Obscure, Hilarious, Dramatic, and Inspiring Tale Worth Knowing. So it was published in 2021. And it's a history of a bunch of random, wacky Olympic stories or, or various sort of Olympic-like events done over the years where it actually sounds a lot like my opening bit, but real. Highlighting discontinued sports like tug-of-war, firefighting, live pigeon shooting, and painting. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so That's uh, fucked up. Not painting. It- the live pigeon that, shooting. Doesn't that sound like a cool book? <laughs> I it does. I read it, yeah. That uh, sounds interesting. Total Olympics by Jeremy <laughs> Live. Jeremy live, Fuchs. Live pigeon shooting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, we've released the pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have done this in a Pull. stadium. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> it's going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the pigeons are now in the parking lot. Oh, my car. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So next we're going to jump to the four poor. This is the plastic ping pong picture of objective rankings where we will pull two categories at random that we will rank the episode on. You can hear Kellen fishing around for a good topic. Mixing them up. Nice and nice and mixy, mixy mix. First category for All Fired Up will be Team Rocket Scheme. So they're trying to steal fire. <laughs> yes. They tried to steal fire. Booga booga, like. Which sounds pointless. Dumb. But we do learn that it's not just fire. It is the essence of Moltres. But Moltres seems to, like, be virtuous and that this fire has some kind of uh, consciousness, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't think the fire would have ever, like, gone with their plans. But you could also just, like, so easily fake it. You could, like... How do you have a, cert- a certificate of authenticity for Moltres fire? You could not Can only you? you could not only fake it, you could just sell merch. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the thing is, they would legitimately make good business people. <laughs> Part- <laughs> partner with the Indigo League. Sell fake flame stuff, but uh, you know, that's like <laughs> toys and things. Like, I don't know if people would eat yeah. that shit up. So yeah, at the end of the day, they're trying to steal fire that with a grasshopper mech. That the oh yeah, I was gonna say it's like a three, but Grasshopper Mech is so cool. It's a five. It's a weird scheme. Their tech goes hard at this episode because mm-hmm. remember at the beginning they cause an earthquake too. Oh, true. Yeah, but it's just a hole again, really. At the end of the day, right? Like the actual scheme of it all is stupid. <laughs> the tech is cool, <laughs> but the scheme is bad. <laughs> so two. <laughs> Two. Wow. Well, I, I, I'm with you. They're trying to steal fire. That is dumb. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going down to four. They sort of Fuck tack that. on that they've got ideas of like, oh, they're gonna, you know, steal Pokemon also, but it's such a footnote. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, they maybe don't we'll steal a Pokemon. All right. Second category will be the Pokemon variety. Now, was there really 
Were there Pokemon? <laughs> there was the, the gang's Pokemon, Pikachu, Meowth, Togepi, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Vulpix, then Weezing and Victory Bell, the Hitmonchan of the Torchbearer, the Pidgey that got left out of the, the ball, and then Moltres, which may or may oh, not have even been Moltres. real. Okay, that's okay. I, I found it weak in that respect mm-hmm. because the next episode's much better for that, for actually seeing like the Pokemon oh, yeah. at, at this event. But uh, for this one, you know, it was, it was weakish. Uh, yeah. Three. It's like, uh, I was thinking the same thing. Cause like, yeah, we don't really count the gang's Pokemon, but at the same time, I feel like we, we don't see Vulpix often at all. Same with the victory bell. I think this is like the second you know time we've ever seen argument, victory bell. Actually. Yeah. We don't count the gang's Pokemon, but when we see a good variety of the gang's Pokemon, that is, that is something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pump it up to four. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the three. So that's uh, three and 3.5, 6.5, 3.25, right? Yes. Yeah, 3.25. Well, that uh, flame-bearing episode really went up in flames. Terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Horrible episode. Destroyed by the four poor. <laughs> you won't believe how the four poor destroyed this episode. <laughs> And moving on to episode 77, round one, begin, where we get a previously on Pokemon. Yeah, (laughs) we get the good old Shonen anime recap. So we got to skip like a minute, which is nice. So it's time for the competition to begin. But uh, first, we have to go to Oak's lab. They're watching from the lab, Oak and Delia and a bunch of Pallet Town people. Delia says hi to Ash through the TV screen, which is a very boomer moment. (laughs) Hi, Ash. The whole town's in on this watch party. I loved it. Very cool. I love how they're mainly cheering for Ash, even though Gary is also there from Pallet Town. <laughs> At least oh, from that's what we true. Know. And Oak is his grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, Ash that is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the grandson. Fuck Gary Oak. You know, yeah. no one likes Gary. No one likes Gary. Yeah. So Ash has to check in. <laughs> yeah. To uh. To the league, you know, this is the start of the actual competition now. And uh, there's a woman working at the desk. So because there's a woman, we have to go through a really awkward Brock <laughs> moment where they're like checking in. But Brock is Brock has to check out her check smile her out. And it's like oh. and then Misty's like, check out a here. Like, and it's just like, oh, it's to, to quote myself earlier in the episode. It's cringe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ash registers for the league. Uh, he asks who he'll be facing in the Indigo Stadium, and Brock's like, whoa, 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 idiot. <laughs> fuckwad. You absolute dunce. You don't fight in the Indigo Stadium immediately. What the fuck are you on about? Apparently there's four elemental stadiums in the uh, Indigo Plateau. You have to win a match on each of those stadiums, and then you can fight in the Indigo Plateau in the finals. Obviously. Question for you, Kellen. Um, what? Was was Pokemon Stadium on the N64 out by the time of this episode? I think it would be. Um, right? I actually have no idea. This is from I October 30th. Oh, no. In Japan, this is December 17th, 98. And Pocket Monsters Stadium, which was the original Pokemon Stadium, was August 1st, 1998. Okay. Could have been planned together. Because a lot of this episode felt Pokemon Stadium-ish to me. I don't remember if the, like, elemental battle stadiums is the thing. But uh, we find out that within these stadiums, you get three Pokemon. That's Pokemon Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's also just competitive. Six. That's also just competitive Pokemon. 
So yeah, Brock is explaining this all, and and uh, yeah, the the stadiums that you have to win in are uh, the rock, grass, water, and ice uh, fields. And Brock, yeah, tell us, Kellen, how did Brock learn this all? He learned it from the Pokemon League handbook. Oh, which there exists, and Ash did not read. <laughs> of course, he obviously, of course, he wouldn't. Ash read things. I, I come on. I'm, yeah, I find myself often a little bit uh, alienated by this take, but I love instruction manuals. <laughs> How do you feel? Like for video games and stuff? Like, oh, I ba- gotta love back them. Back in the day, kids. Way back in the day. <laughs> uh, games would come with instruction manuals, and these books were like, I mean, they were just little pamphlets, but they were fucking cool. Like they had great mm-hmm. art in them and sometimes lore. Uh, a lot of the times, this was the only way that, like, the story of the game could be yeah. told. Like, for NES games, they would come with, uh, yeah, like, explaining the plot and stuff. And, and the original Zelda game came with a map. Like, stuff like mm-hmm. that. What so archaic cool. times. Yeah. So, Ash is going to learn who his first matchup is going to be. And I found this matchmaking system to be fucking ridiculous. This was stupid. <laughs> the woman at the desk is like, when you want to find out who you're going to battle and where you're going to battle next, just hit this button. Whatever uh, stadium is lit up when it stops rotating is the stadium you're, you're going to fight on. So like you ha- you have to fight on each stadium, but it's chosen by roulette. How does that make sense? And then yeah, they it, have to roulette it, again it to weird. to choose your opponent. Like th- this is a tournament. This should just be seated. This should be predetermined. What is this? What is yeah, this you, matchmaking you think system? They would have like a yeah a matchmaking system in place exactly. It's like it's like what is Ash's Elo going into this? Yeah, <laughs> this is. Really dumb. Like, mm-hmm. like if it's if it's randomly chosen, it should be randomly chosen from the hop and then like laid out for the contestants. Not oh, press this button and we'll choose your opponent. Like how? It, how it makes can no you, logistic sense. How can I you do, determine I that do everyone will get the matches them, they need to do? To them, the little Simon Says animation roulette thing is kind of pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> it's mildly pleasing, <laughs> but it makes no sense. But it's dumb. Yeah. So he'll be fighting this guy named Mandy at one p.m. This is what right. we learned on the water stadium. Water first, yep. And so uh, to Team Rocket now, they're TV reporters asking people about their the rare Pokemon they have. And this guy, this guy <laughs> they're interviewing is like, I have the best Pokemon. I have a Dodrio. I have a Eradicate, where the background shows a Venomoth. And then he says, and I have a Venomoth. I, uh, why was why didn't he say Venomoth when they were showing the Venomoth? It's a very easy um, thing to fix, I feel. Well, Team Rocket is like, yeah, these these Pokemon suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're interviewing people to find rare Pokemon to steal. But everyone they're interviewing, I guess, just says duds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they point out Mandy. They see him in the distance, who apparently is a, a sleight of hand magician. Right. But they, they think he might be some chump we can jump. And James likes his style. <laughs> Meowth. Yeah. Meowth likes the Pidgeotto, where uh, Mandy is doing magic tricks with all these Pidgeotto, but they're not Pidgeotto, they're Pidgey. Come on, Meowth. Terrible. Right, and so so Pidgeys are are rare enough for them to steal. <laughs> <laughs> so they go up to him, they're interviewing him. Uh, they're from the LCN, the Loving Charming Network. Oh, wow. But uh, Mandy says he only appears on networks that have viewers. Oh, oh bird. Holy shit. Yeah, and he reveals his full title here, Mandy the Astounding. Uh, okay. And so Jesse logically threatens to knock his teeth out <laughs> yeah and james is like act like a tv reporter not a radio host they have like, to keep holding like radio back. hosts have really poor manners i guess is the joke <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny i'm not even sure <laughs> <laughs> so back to the well you know shock jocks 
right, like, right, right rude right. to people yeah like so. like the parks and rec uh crazy yeah. ira and the douche like that kind of thing <laughs> crazy ira and the douche and the douche <laughs> Back to the gang, uh, Misty is offering Ash to use her Pokemon on the water stadium. Uh, Ash is like, I don't need more Pokemon. I got Squirtle. <laughs> why would I need more Pokemon than that? Right. And this is the beginning of what to me is a very confusing set of themes and morals that this episode plots down. I thought it was going in one direction. It goes in another and has left me a little confused. And, and we will tie the bow on that confusion in a bit. So they come across Gary again, who uh, he says he'll be on the ice field first. And he's going to be battling soon. And uh, he wishes Ash luck in his first battle because he wants the pleasure of crushing Ash's dreams <laughs> yeah. himself. Good luck, Ash, so that I can rip your heart out later. <laughs> and so he's off to his first battle. Ash gets a phone call from Oak. Oak asks if he wants to swap his Pokemon out because that's what trainers do. Uh, Ash is like, why are you calling me? And he's like, well, you know, everyone's been kind of optimizing and planning their party setup. <laughs> Ash, you still like, have an open oh. slot. <laughs> and so he, Ash finally reali realizes, oh, we're going into the water stadium. Maybe another water Pokemon would be good. And so he has Oak send him Krabby, who we haven't seen. Or actually, we have seen around the lab, but he has not been on Ash's team at all since right. being caught in the mystery of the lighthouse, which was episode like 16 or something. Yeah, so that's strange. You know, he's like, well... I'm going into the most important match of my life with a Pokemon that has never, never battled. seen battle. <laughs> and plus, like, this this whole meta of needing to have water Pokemon for the water stadium, I, I actually think Ash's usual trope of just using Pikachu for everything wouldn't would be work terrible very well. here. Just, just light up the water, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he, sh he should just be using, like, a water Pokemon and Pikachu. But uh, he's uh, Misty's like very adamant about you need to use three water Pokemon. Well, but that Misty's, seems so easy to counter. Like, come on. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But she is broaching this from a common sense point of view, being that Krabby has no has experience. not fought <laughs> ever. He's like level five. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as Oak goes to uh, transfer Krabby off. Delia shows up on the phone. Ash freaks the fuck out. And he's like, why are you there? Why are you hanging out with Professor Oak? That's not okay. And he realizes that the whole town is there then and cheering for him. Right. Um, they're not They're not alone. There isn't romantic music playing. There aren't candles <laughs> lit. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. But uh, Delia reminds him to wear clean underwear. Very important. Brush your uh, teeth. Oak. Go to bed early. Wear clean underwear. She loves that clean underwear metal. Mm -hmm. And Oak transfers crappy off to ash now ash finally has since i believe he let go of primeape however many episodes ago a full team again wow finally holy congrats ash you did it jesus christ so ash meets mandy who is his first opponent uh, mandy just brushes him off being like you're no you're a weakling you're not gonna be any match for me and yeah, uh, easy for away. me and uh, he won't even shake his hands. My hands are for Pokeballs, not people. Like, that's kind of... Mm -hmm. He's an asshole. And so Misty keeps questioning Ash about, should you really be using Krabby? He hasn't fought at all. He's never fought. And Ash is like, it'll yeah. be fine, Misty. And Brock's like, I actually agree with Misty. And Ash is like, ooh, <laughs> maybe Brock's I like, should uh, rethink Misty's, this. Then. Misty's being extremely sensible right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just love it. Misty harps the same point for an hour. And Ash doesn't listen to her. And then Brock's like, actually, I, I agree. And he's like, hmm, maybe I should rethink this. Come on. 
Well, it's why, a bit of why that. Why aren't you listening to Misty? It, it's a it's a bit of that, you know, getting a second opinion and uh, sexism. <laughs> <laughs> Remember sexism? It exists. Oh, Ash. Oh, <laughs> you, Ash. You sexist asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brock tells Ash then they only get to use three Pokemon on each match, so he needs to really think on this carefully. Meanwhile, on the TV, we see Gary has won his first battle, and then we go to the water field. Where mm-hmm. two trainers are fighting with a tentacruel and a seeking. We see the end of this battle. Seeking goes for a, a horn drill, wins for the green trainer, and oh. Ash is up next. He's shaking. He's, He's shaking. so nervous. He's nervous. Yeah. Brock wants a chocolate shake. <laughs> and so Ash emerges onto the field. It is Ash versus Mandy, and Ash goes to send out a Pokemon, but then Team Rocket from the announcer booth <laughs> tell him that they're rooting for him over Mandy. They don't want Mandy to win. They don't like this guy, so they're rooting for the twerp. Hey, twerp, we're on your side. You better dunk that skunk. Use some spunk and leave him sunk. That was awesome. (laughs) And so for breaking into the announcer booth, uh, Team Rocket gets arrested by Jenny and Jenny and Jenny and Jenny and Jenny. Jenny squad. Five Jennies. I I do like (laughs) this segment. So basically, like, Team Rocket hates Mandy so much (laughs) after their interaction that they break in to cheer for Ash, pump him up, get arrested by an army of Jennies. <laughs> and, and when they're getting pulled away by the cops, Meowth is like, what happened to the freedom of the press? <laughs> <laughs> and Jesse's like, I want a lawyer. James is like, I want my mommy. <laughs> I love that. Now, and, and then Ash goes, Ash comments, those guys never change. <laughs> But they, they just changed dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> they have never done that before. That was an Ash detective moment for me. That was him observing something completely backwards. <laughs> <laughs> they also give a, a looks like Team Rocket is carted off again. Oh, was, carted off. Which is nice. Okay. Um, and then we, we get a, a thing from Brock about how much he loves the Jennies. And he can tell them apart. Oh, it's like one God. wears their skirt a little longer. One wears different perfume. All of these things that cannot be seen in the in animation. animation. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Brock pointing out the fact that each Jenny wears a different symbol on her hat, which is a visual distinction between all of the Jennies. Oh, you know what? That's kind of funny, actually. That yeah. They all ignored <laughs> the actual distinguishing factor. And Brock just made up some bullshit. <laughs> So it's Ash versus Mandy for real this time. It's going to be crabby. Let's get into the fight. It's been a while since we've had a Pokemon battle. Versus Executor. You've seen Executor. Big coconut tree guy. Yeah. Misty tells him not to use Krabby again. But Ash, of course, two ball headed. It'll be fine. It'll be whatever. Who cares? <laughs> so Executor goes for a side wave. Krabby dives into the water. Hardens And up. hardens. Yeah. And then, and then do- he's telling him to dodge. You know, Executor, though, uh, and Mandy are kind of pumped. They think that they got him. Basically, Executor is using the side wave to like make a whirlpool in the water, which was wild. <laughs> yes, he's caught like a rubber duck in a whirlpool. Yeah, what, <laughs> what are you doing with rubber ducks? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he he whirlpools this Krabby with the psychic. Uh, Krabby gets caught in it. Brock tells him he should switch to Pikachu, and so Ash tries to like recall him. Uh, he can't because the barrages are making the water like make a wall that he that Ash can't get the Pokeball beam through. Hmm. Meanwhile, Executor is egg bombing the water, just Which creating this looks cool. I, I don't the remember walls. this move before, but it's like a bunch of uh, light bombs in the air, basically. Mm-hmm. And the announcer go, it's like the 4th of July here. There's which a lot means, to unpack there. Which means, <laughs> again, that America 
that Independence Day is canon. <laughs> the Unovan the universe. Revolutionary War <laughs> from Galar is canon. Yeah. yeah. There you from go. From Galar. Is there a, is there a USA region? Yeah, Unova. Oh, Unova, Unova's right. New York. Well, it's like you said that's like a part of USA though. Right? Yeah, that's the only American region we have. So right, and that that's sort of like you know the libs area. I want like a good old boys America shooting guns, <laughs> freedom. <laughs> These are my freedom. Half the Pokemon, half the new Pokemon are trucks. <laughs> that'd that's be a, wild. That's hilarious. There is a car Pokemon now. Oh my god! Really? In Gen in Gen Nine, yeah. Okay, is his oh, name Mater <laughs> from the Cars universe? Is his name Lightning McQueen? I'm sorry, no, it's not really a car. It's more of an engine, but I'll send you a photo. This an is um, this is Revavroom. Oh, my God. Okay, folks, I am looking at... Uh, I'll throw yes, it up on a, the video podcast. Like a disembodied right engine <laughs> with yep. an eyeball? This thing is horrifying. <laughs> and then in, in Scarlet and Violet, there are five boss fights where they finish the fight by using a Revavroom that is powering what they call a starmobile. So you fight this giant vehicle. Oh, so this this uh, engine Pokemon can actually be inserted into yeah. different vehicles. Yeah. What a, what a cruel fate of this Pokemon. <laughs> it just has to be an engine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wild. That is wild. But I love its name. Revavroom. Revavroom. This is so much fun. Anyway, so uh, where were we? So the water is making it impossible for Ash to call it back. And they note that Executor is getting drenched by the water, which I thought would come back. It does not. Oh, this is like, not a. They like teasing something that seems important, and it it was a throwaway. Line. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> and so Krabby emerges from the water, lands a vice grip, holds on to Executor's leaves. Executor can't concentrate on getting a hypnosis through, and then Krabby leers it and stomps it, knocking out the Executor. Are you fucking kidding me? And a stomp is just a firm kick in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate this. This is stupid. This yeah, should me, not have worked. Too, Ash, Ash should not have been where... rewarded for throwing Krabby into a battle with zero experience. And this is exactly what I was getting at that I found thematically confusing here. Because it seems like it's setting up a moral about sort of thinking things through. Mm-hmm. And this is, in the end... It, <laughs> This ends up being a so stupid that it works kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, this should have been Krabby gets mollywopped by uh, by Mandy and Ash barely gets through this first match and then has to like rethink his strategies because what he thought he knew, he does not. Exactly. That's and, what it and should we have been. probably would have seen Pikachu carrying the battle on his back mm-hmm. and just barely scratching by. And then Ash has to be like, look what I just put through Pikachu through. This is not worth it. I need to actually come in with tactics. And then the follow-up episodes would be him like researching his opponent and being strategic. Mm-hmm. Um, and proving Misty sensible, which he was. <laughs> but Ash no. Have personal but no, now growth? It just, now it just makes Misty kind of look condescending. Yeah. Because like the theme was hunga bunga. You don't need to think. <laughs> just go wild. Fucking so, yeah, wing it. I, I don't know about that theme. That is that is stupid. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah, like I thought Executor being drenched in water would be that Pikachu comes in after Krabby, and now that Executor is all wet, it's going to conduct electricity better and get fried. Right. Obviously. But no, it doesn't happen. Anyway, so in his victory stance atop Executor, Krabby then evolves into right. Kingler. 
which I like that for Krabby. Go Krabby. Yeah, good for Krabby. Nothing good for against Krabby during our rant here. <laughs> and so uh, Ms. Mandy's next choice is Cedra. So this is the evolved form of Horsey. Right? Yes, yes. And I know that the music here is original, an original piece, and it's so much oh. fun. It's so quick. It's whimsical. I loved it. And so oh, nice. Cedra goes for the agility. Kingler tries to water gun, but Cedra too fast with the agility. So Kingler tries to bubble, but Cedra too fast again still. But then somehow gets caught in the bubbles and gets sent flying. <laughs> it's like the bubbles don't work. And then they work. <laughs> okay. Goes and flying so, and uses crab hammer, which is just like Krabby's version. I mean, Kingler's version of a punch. Just yeah. crab hammer. Which sends Cedra into the bubbles. And when it emerges, Cedra is out. And Cedra, you have all form of horsey. It's a little more dragon looking. And the Dex calls it the dragon Pokemon. But it's not dragon type, right? No, but um, Gen 2 Kingdra is a new evolution for Cedra, and that one is part dragon, but Cedra itself is not. So, yeah, Cedra's out. Ash does a little dance with Pikachu. I thought that was cute. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was Mandy, very nice, them partying. Mandy has one Pokemon left, one and they hype Pokemon. this one up. They hype it up so much. It's like, oh, you may have taken out two of my Pokemon, but I have a secret weapon, the ultimate <laughs> Pokemon. It's fucking Golbat. Yeah, it's like not very impressive at all. <laughs> <laughs> This is the evolved form of Zubat. It's Zubat with a big mouth. The giant fucking mouth. And Brock is like, oh my god, this is the worst thing to happen to Ash. <laughs> Kingler's weak to air attacks. What the fuck are you talking that's about? A, that's not a thing, right? That's like, not a where thing. Where come from? <laughs> <laughs> like, He's Kingler's like, oh grounded, my god, this sure. is terrible. Crabs are scared of bats. Like, what? <laughs> that's a thing? I mean, they might be, but like, where'd that come oh, from? Oh <laughs> my god. So Kingler dives. Golbat goes for a takedown. Uh, Kingler tries to vice grip it, but Golbat's too fast. It double teams out of there and goes to the razor wind. It lands directly on Kingler, but Kingler ain't out yet. He's not going down. Golbat goes for the mega drain, but Kingler hyper beams Golbat right in the fucking face. Pow, right in the kisser. And knocks it out immediately. Boom, fries Golbat. Ash wins his with first just the match Kingler. <laughs> sweep, Kingler sweep. Let's go. Mandy the Astounding, a renowned competitor. The audience loved him. He's a fan favorite. Was swept by a crab who has never <laughs> seen war. This is bad. <laughs> that makes no sense. And yeah, Ash can't even fucking believe it. Like there's a few seconds. After he wins, we're just zoomed in on his face, and he's just like blank staring, like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, he's like, "What just I, happened? Did I do that? Did I do that?" <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes to hug Kingler. It's adorable. We can get Kingler's the classic Kingler cry, "Cookie, cookie." Um, yeah, what is he saying? Most most uh, Pokemon say their name. Yeah, he's, he's saying I think he's C just... is for Cookie. That's good <laughs> enough for me. me. <laughs> I think he is just saying Cookie. The oh, voice okay. actor just goes, "Cookie, cookie." And so uh, Brock's looking at the rule book again, and he says that winners should conduct themselves with, with dignity and restraint. And Ash ain't. Ash isn't doing that. He's looking at the cameras like, I just won. I just wiped the ground with that guy, and I'm going to fucking do it again. I'll do it with the next guy. <laughs> with the next guy. And the guy and the after next guy. that. And the guy after that. <laughs> You're I'm all gonna fucked. Hit, <laughs> I'm going to hit them so hard, they wish they hadn't been hurt that hard. <laughs> I am so smart. S-M-R-T. <laughs> I mean, S-M-A-R-T. Beautiful. <laughs> and so the narrator, you know, we're, we're finishing up the episode. The narrator ponders, is this a winning streak? 
or beginner's luck. Either way, second round is just around the corner, which it is. And that's the episode. Nice. Uh, I mean, so that episode was was fun. Decent. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, But with all of our constructive criticisms, it could have been better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just and, and not anything about the animation, the flavor of it. That is all good. Right, like it's, it's just it's the story fun battles, but it's just like the story and how it fits together with sort of like the themes they set up. Like, like it doesn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It needs a bit of a kick in the tires. So, yeah. So that yeah. whole thing is gonna lead me to my literary comparison. Okay, and the the trope that I found that this might fall under is called the crazy enough to work trope, <laughs> where uh, <laughs> characters in something try something that they've been sort of like setting up as a bad idea and then it ends up working <laughs> okay <laughs> so so i think that's what happens here is like misty and brock give good reasons of why ash is being dumb and it works right it's such <laughs> a stupid idea that it worked now i, I had trouble finding like classic literature to fit in so i'm mm. gonna pick what everyone thinks of when they think of classic literature uh the ghostbusters 1984 <laughs> <laughs> you know the original ghostbusters movie so they spend a good chunk of that movie talking about how with their their uh, ghost combating equipment that they should not cross streams right the mm-hmm. it's like yeah. don't cross streams with your blast however uh, they defeat the the big enemy by crossing streams they're like it's the last thing we'll do we don't know what else to do we'll cross streams and it and it works it like makes an explosion and yeah and it works out so that's kind of like this right although that's a better version of that trope i think because they say don't do it because it's dangerous but they're in a situation where they have to take a big risk so Mm -hmm. that kind of makes sense yeah yeah, whereas the crabby situation is just dumb (laughs) <laughs> it's just bad idea. Just a bad, bad idea. idea worked for no good reason. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, Ash. You can't keep getting away with it, Ash. <laughs> you can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> all right. Are we going to rate it? We better. Or all else right. I'll die. First category for round one begin is, oh, this is a good one. This is the, I think the newest category for the four poor. Whatever will constitute giving this episode a 10. Ah, well, it's the uh, stupid decision making. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's that's too obvious. Too obvious. That's oh, too obvious. You want, to, you want to zone in on something? It wants to be, like, it's got to be something specific. Okay, what about the what about the Team Rocket changing sides? Uh, <laughs> Team Rocket changing sides categorization. Here's the thing: as we'll get farther into the series, Team Rocket actually roots for Ash a lot more. Right, so it would be become more relevant. It would. But, but I, you want to pick something, something like, totally dumb. I want something like how you put it two weeks ago with like giant oiled up chests. Something stupid like that. That's way more fun. Okay, combat crabs. <laughs> crab, <laughs> crab warfare. This episode gets a 10 in demonstrating crab warfare at its finest. It's crabs kicking. It's crabs punching. It's crabs doing what crabs do best. Kicking ass. Yeah, I'm putting it as crab combat. <laughs> That's a 10. Oh That's my God. a 10 in crab wow. combat. We're pulling the crab combat one. Can't believe this episode just got a 10. <laughs> so so as we put as we talked about when we put this category into the 4-4 two weeks ago, with crab combat being what constitutes a 10 in this situation, crab combat itself will now go into the 4-4. 
as a category. And it will stay there until an event happens that we pull it and give it a zero. And then it will be be banned forever. Right. And we will never be able to uh, use it again. The pay it forward event. Mm -hmm. All right. So (laughs) crap combat's a 10 for this episode. Second category, the anime sweat drops. Were there any? Ooh, not much. So I'm the one that documents that. And uh, I think this one's low, actually. Yeah, so I don't I remember any specifically. Okay, Jesse has one when she's talking to, to Mandy and they're doing the magic and she's given mm-hmm. her rose. He gives her a rose. She oh, has yes. a big sweat drop there. I don't think she was charmed so much as like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> uh, that might be the only one I have. <laughs> oh, that's weak. That's weak. That is so very the sweat weak. drop trope. This is the trope where they use these big sweat drops, usually to show surprise, embarrassment, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can be funny. Oh, here's one other. Uh, when Brock is simping about all his favorite Jennies, Misty has one. She's like, okay. you can tell them apart. That's a better. That's better, yeah. Because that, that's actually a pretty bit. good use of. is like the, the Misty sweat drop for Brock discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, dis- disgust. I won't go higher than a three, though. <laughs> this isn't yeah. a sweat drop episode. You know, there's occasionally ones where there's like a banger joke with a big sweat drop, but this is not it. Yeah, I'm with you there. This so, ain't it, uh, dog. <laughs> Ten and three, that is uh, 6.5. Better than the movie. So that's... <laughs> Hashtag always... better than the movie. I'll stop making that joke. Um, <laughs> that's such a meme. In two months. What, I is won't that stop when we do anytime. the next movie? No, I'm just saying I'm not going to stop anytime soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that is it for today. We did it. Woohoo, we're here, we're partying, we're hanging out in Olympic Village. We aren't being involved in the orgies <laughs> and or doing coke uh, or really anything. But, uh, y- you know, it's, it's still an okay place, even <laughs> if you don't partake. It's scenic. It's scenic, exactly. It's got good vibes. People are having mm. fun. Do you want to know what we're doing next week? Yes, I do. Please tell Harry, me. It's the second part of the league, the next two episodes. It's episode 78, Fire and Ice, followed by episode 79, The Fourth Round Rumble. Woohoo. Those sound fun. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Fire and Ice. It's the final Indigo League week. Yeah, we're going to do the last Ooh. three in Ooh. one big shebang. Ooh. It's getting real. Oh, yes. We're almost that done. That one will be week. so real, I can't handle it. I'm much more comfortable with nonsense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How can I survive without nonsense? With shit that doesn't have any stakes or yep. meaning or plot. Uh, all right. So this is To Kill a Deli Bird. You, if you'd like to give us some tips on the episodes, you can leave comments on the YouTube channel or on the Hydra Leech YouTube channel. You can also email us at tokilladdelibird at gmail.com. Audio versions are available anywhere fine podcasts are downloaded. Please, you know, leave reviews, uh, likes, stars, whatever kind of fits the platform. Auto downloads on Spotify help as well. Intro and outro music is 80 Synthwave by Alexi Action. I've been Graham. Kellen's been Kellen. And the world keeps on turning. Does it? Or is it a flat earth? Never thought about that. This is Two Kill a Deli Bird, the <laughs> premier <laughs> flat earth Conspiracy podcast. Conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> Oh my god, flat earthing is crazy. It's the most ridiculous fucking thing. Okay, bye.